Hello, patrons. Welcome to your bonus podcast. Uh, Dr. Louise Toppin is here with me again. Thank you again for joining me with, for this podcast as well. Thank you so much. Uh, I would love to talk a little bit about your your background and especially like how music played into your childhood. Like how how did you become interested in music? It, thank you. That's a wonderful question and a very interesting one uh, for, for, for me. So I grew up on the campus of an historically black college and university, Virginia State. And when I say grew up, we lived on the campus. Our home was on the campus. And I went to the laboratory school that was on the campus. So literally, we walked down the street and there's your school. Um, and so it was a rich environment in which uh, growing up there in the 60s, um, artists of all, all the major artists came through Virginia State and performed there because there weren't, um, a lot of the concert halls were not open to them to, you know, hold performances. So as a child, I met Duke Ellington and I played the piano for him. Uh. I met Count Basie. I met Sarah Vaughn. I met Ella Fitzgerald. Um, but I also met opera singers came through and concert pianists came through. And part of the draw also for them was a famous composer, African-American woman composer, was on the faculty there by the name of Undine Smith Moore. Who is she? She was known as the Dean of African-American Women Composers and was the first nominated for a Pulitzer as a woman for her or her oratorio called Scenes from the Life of a Mater, which is a sort of a fictionalized story of Martin Luther King, but it's it's a commemorative to Martin Luther King. So as you can ma- imagine, I'm right there in the center of a campus that's buzzing with musical activity of the highest level. Um, at uh, Willis Patterson, who was the first black king on television in the Mall in the Night Visitors, he was a voice faculty member at the same time. Wow. Right. So it was a powerhouse. My father was a, a history professor. My mother was an English reading professor and they loved music themselves. And so they took us to all the concerts. And I know I saw premieres by Undine Moore when she composed something new. It was held in Owens Hall or Virginia Hall. And we were sitting right there to watch it. So my education as a child Um, My parents said I never banged on the piano, but that I walked over to it. I would stare intently at the radio when um, because they always had classical music playing if they loved it. My father's a New Yorker, had been to the Met as a child, you know, and loved music, but no musical talent. He said he played the radio. (laughs) And so he would always have the radio one. And so I would sit and stare and listen to it. They said, I, I wouldn't cry. They put me in the crib and I, or in the chair and I'd sit and I'd listen. And then I'd get up and go to the piano and play what I had heard <gasps> on the radio. That's what they told me. I, I have no recollection, but my father was like, yeah, you, the child would go to the piano and start playing what she just heard. And they were both astute enough to know that that's what they had heard and also, I'm the youngest of their three children. They knew that was strange. Right. The My sister, who was right above me, was a piano student of that same famous composer, Undine Smith Moore. And so they called her and they said, you know, the little one, her feet don't even touch the floor, but she's sitting there trying to play the piano. She's not banging at it. She's playing. What do we do? Because <laughs> they were kind of freaked out. They were like, we've had two other kids. They didn't do this. What is the little one doing? 
And so um, she said, well, she's too young for piano lessons, but if you want her to tag along with her sister, she can come to the piano lessons that Avis is taking. So every Monday, my mother would take me by the hand and we'd go and take my sister over to Dr. Moore's house for the lessons. And I would watch intently for the amount of time. And then we'd come back home and I'm the one that would go practice. And I would play. And my parents did not. My sister would go read a book in the corner. Uh And I'm in the piano room just playing away at what they heard. And so since it was what my mother had heard in the lesson, she assumed it was my sister. (laughs) And my sister got away with a lot. And so one day I remember my father coming down the steps and he kept saying, Avis, Avis, Avis. Well, I'm not Avis. So I kept playing. And he, he got to the doorway where I was playing and he was like. What, what? How did you do that? And I don't know why they were surprised I was doing that with the radio, he said. But he said, that's not Avis. And Avis is sitting over there reading her book. Oh, no, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> she would just let me practice. And so, again, he raced to the phone. He said, now the little one's practicing the music you gave the older one. And she said, well, I still think she's too young. So for years, I just went and watched the lesson. They did start making my sister practice. But they also (laughs) let me practice what I heard in the lessons. And so I just did that. I didn't start lessons until 11. Wow. Uh, And I was doing that for like seven or eight years before I had any lessons. So, you know, with all that rich music around me, that's my music. My father's favorite piece was the Tchaikovsky Violin Concerto or Beethoven Symphonies. I'd hear all of them. Mm. My mother loved Mahalia Jackson and and had a wonderful recording of Leontine Price singing Aida. So you can get a sense of the music I'm hearing. They took us to the symphony, to the opera on in the city and on the campus. And it was very rich musically. Wow. What a what a upbringing. That's like, and I have just to throw it out there. Anyone who's an educator who's listening, I think you might have been old enough for piano lessons. Call me crazy, <laughs> you know. Like, <laughs> I, we get these ideas in our head, and sometimes it's it's important to like notice mm-hmm. what this individual is doing. Right. She yeah. was, and I know what she she explained to them. She was afraid of burnout if of of having a child because you know sometimes you see a child they really are gung ho and they're young and then they burn out in a year or two. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't that kid. And also I should mention my elementary school because it was a part of Virginia State University. We had faculty members who taught a certain area. So we had PE with the the faculty. We had art. I mean, with the actual art faculty and student teachers in art, we're teaching us art class, but every child was required to be in the orchestra. In second grade, if you took a string instrument, you you started. Everybody else had to start in third grades with an instrument. So I was first chair clarinet in third grade and Mm. continued through sixth grade because we had to. So, I mean, that's how much the philosophy even of the school also played into who I was. Um, I, and, you know, as you're asking me this question, I'm thinking about, wow, that really was an overly rich environment. And even this is the last piece, our church, I belong to the Episcopal Church, um, and it was a, a pre- predominantly black um, from the West Indies, his um, uh, Episcopal Church. The organist of the church was the organist of the college. 
So you've got this person who is an unbelievable trained organist who's your choir director every Sunday morning. He built, he had that organ built to the specification. So it was one of the best organs in the city of Petersburg Mm. because you have the best musician playing it. So I grew up with that and we were in the children's choir. So I sang with them and it was just at every turn, there was high quality music around me. And even though I went to college as a pre-med major, um, I was going to be a cardiac surgeon. You know, the music caught up with me Mm. and I really was, I was doing fine in cardiac surgery, but my father said, you know, I really think that God has given you a special gift as a musician. You need to switch your major. Wow, that's so amazing. (laughs) You know, because a lot of parents might say, well, yes, sure, keep, you know, that's a lovely hobby, but keep on with med school. That was my mother. My mother was like, (laughs) no! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh my gosh. It's been so great to talk to you. I really, really enjoyed both of our conversations here. Likewise, Michael. Thank Uh, you for inviting me.